Good day to all of our listeners around the world. I wanted to tell you about an exciting event coming up hosted by The Nest. The conference is called Remnant. Please don't confuse it with the school that we run called Remnant Rising. If you enjoy the daily podcast put on by Origin Gate, then we think you're going to love being part of Remnant too. There are 14 speakers at the event and most of them are already well known to you. They're your very own hosts on Wisdom's Echo. The dates of this event are 21 to 26 September 2020. There'll be four sessions every day running from 12 o'clock midday to 6 p.m. in the evening on each of those days. The time zone is Mobile, Alabama, USA. The great news is that this event is done online. You can watch it from the comfort of your own home. If you aren't able to tune in in real time, that's no problem at all. You will receive the recordings of each session, which you can watch at your convenience and keep forever. The cost is $350 for the six-day event with 24 sessions, which works out to approximately $14 per session. It's great value for money. Again, the dates are 21 to 26 September, and there's not a lot of time to get registered. If you're interested, go to www.thefoundationnest.com, click on the tab that says Nest Annual Gathering. We do hope that you'll join us. Have an awesome day. Welcome to Origin Gates weekly podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Denise Hughes sharing an insight of the day. I've called this podcast the roar of Yahweh because it all started with me when I had a dream last May right around Passover and the Lord speaks to me a lot through my dreams and they mean a lot to me and so when I feel like I've gotten a dream from the Lord I really like to um, press into it and see what what he's trying to speak to me in it so in this dream I was standing in some kind of building Uh, I'm not even sure what it was it was just like a brown wooden building and my granddaughter my five-year-old granddaughter whose name means beautiful light of God, she walked up to me and she looked at me and she said, West, West Bank. Well, even in the dream, I went, uh, bank, what, what is, what does she mean? And, um, uh, I knew what a bank was. I mean, even in, in the dream, I went, is this a financial institution? What, what is she meaning by this? But I went on and I saw, I turned around and started walking away. Well, then I turned back around to talk to her and thank her. But when I turned back around, it wasn't her any longer. She had turned into Bob Jones, the old prophet who is uh, now in heaven. But basically, I realized that it was actually him who had given me the word, but it looked like her. So I turned around and I kissed him on the cheek and I said, thank you. I receive this. I receive this word. And that was the whole dream. So when I woke up, I immediately went into like, what does this mean? And so, especially when somebody like Bob Jones shows up and tells me something, I want to know what it means. I want to hear what the Lord is saying to me. And I looked up West Bank and, you know, of course, the first thing that came up was the land in Israel. 
And I knew it might mean something, but, you know, probably just, um, you know, that the, the land had been uh, taken and then just turned back over. It, they, it was given away and it was lost to them. And so that could have had something to do with it, but I, I didn't really feel like that was all of it at all. So I thought, oh, I know, you know, I'll just, this time I will go into the Hebrew. What does the Hebrew mean of it? Hebrew meaning of the, of the words. So I looked up the word bank in Hebrew and it's Safa. And it was very surprising, of course, because the first thing it said was, it means lip or language or speech, the edge or the shore, you know, like the, the bank of a river, the uh, the edge, the shore of it, but also lip, language, to open the lips, to begin to talk, to enable to speak. Uh, I thought that, that is fascinating. How in the world could bank end up being about my the lips and our language and our speech and opening our mouths to to enable us to speak? So I thought, well, I'll just look up West too. And um, west, I thought, uh, it's probably just going to be the direction west, like north, south, east, and west. But no, not in Hebrew. <laughs> it meant, it is the word yam. And it all it said about it was, it is from the root word that means to roar. So <laughs> it's about our mouths, our lips, language, our speech roaring enabling us to roar and the way she said it in my dream she looked at me and said west west bank in other words roar roar with your mouth with your speech with your language and i just thought that was powerful and then so i started looking up uh, the scriptures that have to do with roar and there were two that really stood out and it was joel three sixteen. And it says, the Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and earth will shake, but the Lord will be a shelter to his people and the strength of the children of Israel. It said, the Lord will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. Hosea 11.10 says, they shall walk after the Lord. He will roar like a lion when he roars. Then his sons shall come trembling from the west. It says he will roar like a lion. And when he roars, his sons shall come trembling from the west. All of that says to me is that the Lord roars from Zion. And when he does, his sons will come trembling with the fear of the Lord. And they're going to west, from the west, they're going to roar and join with the roar of the Lord out of Jerusalem. Our voice will be joined with his voice. So that's why I, I initially called it the roar of the Lord. And then I had been studying the color blue for several different reasons that I won't get into right now. But the color blue is uh, the word tekeleth in Hebrew. And it is, the blue color is what they used. It's a dye that the, they use for the high priest robe, for the ephod, for the breastplate, and all the tabernacle curtains and, and doorways and entryways. There was always a thread 
woven through all of these pieces of, of material. And then there is, of course, the, um, the fringe on the, or the tassels that were on the four corners of the prayer shawl. And these were called, the prayer shawls called the talit and on the fringe is the zitzit. And so I just like to call it the fringe or the tassels. And God was very specific about that, that he wanted in Numbers 15, 38, it says, Yahweh says, speak to the children of Israel and you shall say to them that they shall make for themselves fringes on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and that they shall affix a thread of tachelet or blue on the fringe of each corner. Now this dye, this very specific blue dye comes from the shell of a mussel that has been peeled and crushed to get this dye. And this, this blue wool thread was the hallmark of nobility and in line with the tallest purpose of reminding the Jew that he is a member of Yahweh's kingdom of priests. I, I never knew that. I never knew why that blue thread was so important to them. Because they, on this fringe, you know, they, he, it was, they were very specific. The Lord gave them very specific directions and how to tie them and knot them with so many knots in each one of these uh, pieces, these threads. And it ended up being 613, which are how many commandments and laws. And so each time they were to touch one of these little knots, it would remind them of one of the laws and one of the commands of the Lord. But this blue thread was so special that it would remind them that they were a member of a kingdom of priests. The blue, now today, I'm sorry, but today in modern times, they do not wear the blue thread anymore because this sea creature, this muscle, is no longer here for them to access the dye. It became extinct over a thousand years ago, and they won't use any other dye for this holy thread color. One spiritual Jewish group believes that their current lack of tekelet or blue is consistent with their diminished spiritual state. As such, most continue to wear only white fringes awaiting the coming of the Messiah. Then the identity of the sea creature will be revealed and he'll come back too. Wow. We believe the, the Messiah, Yeshua, has come already and that because he has come we are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and a holy nation we're his we're that blue thread we're that blue dye right that has come through the messiah um now this word tekeleth the blue it is the tav kaf lamed tav it is bookended with two tavs a tav at the beginning and the end and I, I just always thought that was kind of significant. And I'm just going to give you quick, quick definitions of the Tav and these letters. Tav means truth, perfection, the signature, the mark of belonging, the mark of authenticity, the sign of the covenant and the cross is its picture. Uh, and that's on the end and the beginning of each word. Of, I mean, on the end of the word blue, of tekeleth. And the cough in the middle is the submission, the humility. And it is a picture of us submitting to the king of kings. 
the Lamed to learn, to teach. It teaches us the mysteries of God. And then the Tav again at the end, the signature, the mark of belonging. And, and, the, and Yahweh would put this over every piece of furniture in the tabernacle. He, it was the only piece that was a solid color blue. Everything, even the priest's robes and everything were all interwoven with the threads. But this was the only thing that was solid blue that he wanted this completely covered. Each one of these pieces of furniture, he wanted them covered with his mark, his mark of belonging, authenticity, and his signature. And that it teaches us. And it was about us understanding and learning the mysteries of God and submitting to the king of kings through these pieces of furniture which you know they really do remind us each everything reminds us of and is a symbol symbolism that leads us back to uh, Jesus so now the root word for tekeleth blue in Hebrew is shekeleth which is translated anika and now anika is a spice an ingredient used in the holy incense on the altar of incense, which sits in the tabernacle of Moses, which is right in front of the veil of the Holy of Holies, which is, um, you know, like amazing that blue and a spice would come from the same word. And this word, the root word for both of those is shakal, which means to roar. A lion. Now, shakal, this root word, is used for anika and blue because both this spice and the color blue comes from the covering or the shell of a muscle that is peeled off by concussion of sound. So that's why they say it's a roar. I mean, or that's why they they get this from both for both of these words this this root word of it is a roar and alliance because it's by concussion of sound that they peel this off they break it they crush it this all comes from this shell so um and in um revelations 5 8 it says now when he had taken the scroll the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Now that's the spice. Annika is one of these spices and it means to roar. And this roar, this loud voice, this loud roar of a prayer is going and reaching and being filled, these bowls are being filled in heaven with the prayers of the saints, with this roar of, of the people. And um, it means, not only does it mean the roar, I mean, what the word roar means it, and, and why it's used for the word west, it's used for the roar of the sea, like the waves of the sea. It's a huge roar of the sea. And it's used interchangeably in the scripture as sea, roar and west so every time that those words are used it means this loud roar this big sound that reaches into heaven and it is our prayers that's the way he hears that when that incense would rise to him and it was collected and and laid before the lamb 
So I just, I wanted us to be able, I felt like what he was saying to me through this was that my roar, my voice, my lips, my speech, my prayers were to join with the roar of the Lord from Jerusalem and from Zion. And we were to turn toward this and enter in and turn toward this voice and turn toward him and go into Zion. This is where we've got to enter in. It is the season and it is the time that we turn toward the voice and turn toward the roar of the Lord. I know that in this dream, the Lord was saying something specifically to me. But as the words and meanings of the dream were searched out and scripture was applied, I hope that everyone hearing this will be able to hear and see something from it. Even one or two things or many things that will open up our understanding more and more of God's ways and how he speaks to us and how a dream opens up and uncovers the mysteries in his word. I think I'll be doing more podcasts on the meanings of the symbols of dreams and scripture. Thank you for listening and may Yahweh's blessings flow to you every day and in every way.